Hello folks, welcome to the second recording, the second episode of Off the Front. I'm your host, Josh Turtle DeYoung. Today I have the absolute pleasure of sitting down with a good buddy of mine, uh, somebody that I have the absolute pleasure of training next to many of the days of the week. Uh, we, we get pretty in-depth in some talk about yoga. Uh, we touch a little bit on the forecast. We talk about onions and throwing water bottles at your mother or why you should not throw water bottles at your mother. Um, so sit down, enjoy, have a listen. I will advise a parental guidance warning on this episode as there is some bad language. So if you're in the car with the kids, maybe wait till later to listen to this one. But otherwise, enjoy my conversation with Nathan 12% Wyrick. So we'll start with the dying question that everyone's been asking and wanting to know. And it's right there on Instagram. Who is the real 12%? Who is the real 12%? Well, the real 12%, all that started back uh, last year. And I, um, I was 235 pounds and dying going up three flights of stairs. And then now the 12% has changed his whole entire life and has lost uh, 70 pounds at this point, right at 70 pounds and has changed changed my life tremendously you know through all of these people that i've met over the years it's been an incredible journey cool no doubt what was that that changing point what was the paradigm switch to get you to lose 70 pounds and it was when i was walking through kroger one day and i was walking past the blood pressure machines that they have in there and usually sometimes i'll just go you know mess around in there and see uh, what is my what is my blood pressure exactly and just from walking around the grocery store and just getting normal groceries and then going over there and doing that, I was at 140 over 110, something like that. And it was just, it's unhealthy. It was borderline dying right there yeah. in, a, in a cuff. And you were 27, 25? So I was, I was 20, I was 28 at that point. I was 28 at that point. And it's, dude, it's, it was insane. So you did sports. I think you did sports in high school, right? I did, I rugby. you wearing that super tight shirt. Yeah, rugby, rugby. I, I played rugby. We won state in rugby my senior year. So kind of like Warden right there. Yeah. Rugby, dude. It's, it makes, it's, awesome. I, I loved, I loved all of his, uh, all of his little things about how, you know, there's certain sports where you're just sworn enemies, right? Like yeah. football, where you're sworn enemies with everybody. But then it was really funny what he said when he said uh, that after a rugby game, everybody gets together and then just clowns out afterwards. Dude, it's, it's true. Yeah. Like, there's, it's, just, it's just do what you do and then beat the living shit out of each other. And then you go and have fun. I mean, it was a blast. That's, yeah. We just loved doing it. And that was... That was a lot of fun. So that's that's where it all started. I played sports going up all through high school, all through middle school, and even before that, really. I was always playing something. So always just kind of had a, a knack for it. So then you were healthy leading up to it, and then you realized when you were sitting in Kroger putting your private parts in the cuff <laughs> yeah. that you had to get healthy again. Right. Is that when you picked up a bike? or did you... So I was biking when I was younger. Um, about my junior year, I got really old. It was a 06 TCR. Uh, it's basically what the TCR came about. It was the OCR, the OCR3 okay. that Giant had. 
and that was my first bike. And I did that a little bit my junior and senior year, nothing major. Used to think 15 miles an hour was fast, right? Yeah. So this is a long time ago, no training whatsoever, nothing into it. Still thought Lance Armstrong wasn't the biggest douchebag in the world kind of thing. Back when you had two back, back when you had two Livestrong <laughs> bands and you didn't know that shit like that was going on. Yeah. So it was, you know. But then I kind of fell away from it a little bit through my mid twenties. But then I, I got I always mountain biked. I always tried to do that because that was it was just fun. Mountain biking's always been fun. Yeah. So you we met you. I don't say we met you. I guess you you came across Phoenix. And the whole crew hanging out at Eagle Creek. Eagle Creek, yeah. And you came over with a bunch of accepting guys. We'll just just talk about that day. So that that was a, a wild day all in itself. I had signed up for my very first. That was my very first race I'd ever done on a bike. Period. No matter, what mountain biking anything. It was the first race I had ever done, and all I did was, you know, I come from the YouTube generation, right? Where it's like you watch a video, you're like. Yeah, screw it. We can do that. That sounds like fun. Let's go let's go ride thirty miles an hour next to a bunch of idiots. So I I just I was already starting to lose weight at that point. I think I was one ninety five at that point. Um and started the race. I was with Nebo Ridge at the time. Went off, four laps in, attacked on my very first race ever, dumbest move I've ever made in my whole entire life. And then blew up like a nuclear bomb, just right off the back, got lapped four times. I was warned that this would happen if I wouldn't have attacked or if I did attack. You're probably going to get dropped on your first race, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, it is what it is. Just accept it, move on. And so every time I would come by, I would just be dying coming around that circle but I would give just a little bit more right there, right along, because there was four of them, Ariel, Gabby, Heather, and I think there was one other, and my buddy Pat was there, and they were all just like cheering me on, like right there, like, keep going, don't give up, and just like, I'd give a little bit, and I would just, you know, you, you could probably see it, I wanted to believe that you couldn't see that I was just <laughs> dying on the inside, just pushing like 22 miles an hour, and then it would just be like 16 the whole rest of the way of the round, just like attempting to halfway recover for the rest of it. And yeah. it was just, it was awful. But it was, the, it was the worst, best experience of my whole entire life. Because after that, it was, it was game over. We, we figured out what to do. Yeah. I learned from people that are you know, world class at this shit. You know, that, yeah. was, that was the biggest thing, was realizing how much everybody actually knows. And then putting all that into into action, it was it was pretty cool to see how it all unfolded throughout the year. You know. Yeah. So, are you coached by Duggar Heather? I'm not. I'm not coached by Duggar. I think I'm gonna start um, sometime this year. Maybe I was telling Doug, you know, maybe like once I get to cat three, and then start doing it, yeah. like really take it seriously. But just kind of, you know, see where the beginning of the season yeah. takes me. Kind of. Highly recommend. Yeah. So That's what I hear. I spend a lot of time at the loft. Yeah. Every fucking time I go in there, you're there. There. So there might be one or two people that spend more time at the loft than me, being six, Doug and Heather and you. Six days a week. Six days a week. Six days a week. What drives you to do that? Why oh. are you doing that? Where, where's the motivation? It, 
dude, it is it is the Wyrick gene. If you were to meet my parents, or if you were to really, if you were to meet my dad, and then you meet my dad's brother, and then you meet their sisters, dude, it is the most competitive family. And then all my cousins on my dad's side too. It is the most competitive shit I've ever seen in my whole entire. We all play sports. We all are very athletic. Two are swimmers. Uh, one was softball. Um, and then I always was into something that, you know, was manly or not manly or whatever. It just didn't matter. It was just, let's just do sports. Let's compete. And that was, that's the whole Wyrick thing. That's, that's what we do. So, and, and it doesn't, it doesn't feel like I'm pushing myself that hard. Like it just feels natural what I'm doing. Just get into a groove. I do. And that's, you know, and that's what I do. You know, instead of wasting my time doing ridiculous stuff like like I quit drinking you know, this year I'm going sober the whole entire year so you know I have really nothing else to do it's keeping me straight yeah and that's you know and that's a great thing because now I have something to show for the money yeah as well instead of just like drinking it or having it go up in the air or whatever you know that's that's just the truth right you know yeah no I fully agree um your brother and sister I have a half brother um nothing like me no. no, not competitive. Uh, well, he probably is, but he's uh, he's a special. He's just, he's you know, we won't we won't dig into that. That's uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, that's a uh, that's a whole different road that we probably shouldn't go down on this. <laughs> we'll try to keep it a little bit. We'll try to keep it a little bit clean for this because that's a, that's a whole entire different story on okay. itself too. We won't dig into that. One. No. Uh, so you had a super fucking impressive. Uh, roll fast. Yeah. Sub three. You went from fat ass riding circles. <laughs> That's to right. Creek That's right. To go in sub four hours. Sub sub four. Did it in three fifty seven. We averaged uh my group uh was twenty five point four, twenty five three, something like that average. For people listening that don't know, the Grand Fondo is a hundred mile bike ride 100 yeah 100 point 100 point two 100 point three something like that and all these yahoos try to go under three hours under four, yeah under four hours average under four hours you have yeah. to average 25, simple, 25. Simple, and, and it's and it's not average 25 right if you average 25 you're at four yeah. and you didn't go sub four so if you're right at if you came across that line of some fucking miracle of existence you were you were able to come across that line of Four hours exactly. Like how the <laughs> fuck you managed that, I don't know. But you Still did not it. Sub four. You're not sub four. But if you did three fifty nine fifty nine, you You're get right. yourself a fat ass belt buckle. So that's a twenty five point zero 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 one. Yeah, it's a twenty five. So to be safe, twenty five point one. Yeah. So which basically means that when we started out, we were averaging about thirty for the first. 10 or so miles and then we kind of backed off I think we nagged it off to about like 25 and then coming out of Sheridan and any other city that we went through you were hammering it out of those corners I mean you were we were we were hammering it back up to 30 out of all those corners I mean it gets you that's why I'm happy I turned off for the media. Yeah, like, you should. Not what that crit race going yeah, through and, and that's what it was. It was. It was literally. It was a road race. Well, it was a. It was a group ride, and this is exactly how I was told it was going to be. Right. It's a group ride. It's a 50 mile group ride, and then it's a 25 mile crit. 
followed, or no, then it was a 25-mile bike race followed by a crit right at the very end where people just start fucking around with each other and then you start shooting people off the front, this, that, and then the game start, right? Yeah. And, for, and for no reason, right? Because basically it's, it's a great ride for a great cause. You, you, get a, you get a really cool jersey and a plaque and a pat on the back. Like, at the end of the day, there's no USAC points behind it. Sure. There's, But this year, it's the it's the race, yeah. right? Price so it's $3,000. $3,000. Is that 3000 to the winner? Or to the winner. To the winning team? So I, th- I believe it's 3000 to the winner. But if you're winning that, you got a team, you're splitting that. Right. Because there's no way in God's green earth you you're going to be able to do that. And you'd have to be insane to do that on your own. You'd think, have to have a team. I think I'm gonna put together four triathletes on TT bikes. I mean, you should team TT. T- t- just shoot them off the front. <laughs> just put down like a, a a dig somewhere. I don't know how you're gonna. I don't know how you would manage to do it, but somehow out sprint these guys, build a gap enough, and then just hold yeah. 400 watts. We get a if we get a 400 FTP burner. Yeah. To take it up Hazeldale. Oh yeah. Drop you, everyone. You, you 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 probably could, but the problem is is that. You're gonna drag in all of these teams with three thousand dollars, right? Like mm-hmm. that makes traveling across the nation worth it. halfway worth it, you know, at, at that point. And that's you know that's the that's the kicker right there. It's gonna draw out some teams. I'm excited to see. I think yeah. you know we'll still get you'll still have a sub four group, but it's not gonna be it's not gonna be anything like it was last year. Last year people were like that was a pretty chill four hours, yeah. and like. What what in the fuck are you talking about? Like me doing anything in a hundred miles in four hours, just not chill. Like what it was. was, it was what was t- Will's time? Forty. 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 Forty-five. Forty-seven. Something was, like that. Was, Second place, and 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 he only lost by like, I can't remember how many seconds he was behind Sal Pietro. Yeah, I I don't think he was in sight. Yeah, I can't I can't remember. See, I'm not I'm not gonna try to. Think there'll be a sub or a three thirty group? I would I would have to assume that there will be a three thirty group on this next one, which would be like, you know, twenty eight, twenty nine, oh, thirty mile average. That's gonna be exciting to watch. I might just not do it just so I can watch. That's what that's what Valley of the Sun out in Arizona that just happened, their pro one two crit was an average of thirty miles an hour of the whole race for sixty minutes. Can you imagine that shit? That's fast. That's that's terrifying is what that is it's crazy so we covered Fondo we were talking yesterday and you mentioned after yoga well first let's back up a little bit what's what's yoga mean to you you there there are two studs that show up to yoga all the time right it's me and you yeah and Acacia (laughs) and Dory Dore. Uh, it has a stress mark. Dore. <laughs> it's got to be fizz. It's going to be like, some Frisier Spanish shit somewhere like in there. Butter, it's like, it's like, it's a, it's got to be something like that, right? Um, what it means to me, everybody knows me, right? So I'm the kind of person who is you either love me or you hate me kind of thing. And, and with that personality comes boisterousness comes hyperactivity comes a whole lifetime of ADD and ADHD with all that right and just a lot to unpack I'm like an onion baby I'm like an ogre I'm many layers that you have to peel back to really get to know me 
Um, and you cry you, the whole time. Just yeah, I just nothing. cry. But 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 yoga simplifies all that. You know, it brings me down to my inner self. It allows me to. Um, it it allows me to really just kind of reflect on one thought and focus on one thing instead of my brain just going a million different places. Because it says when we're training, when we're doing all that, it's I have to focus on this, I have to focus on this, I have to focus on hitting this threshold and this threshold and this threshold or else I'm going to suck when it comes to the next race. And then, then there's about a thousand other thoughts that come with that. So, you know, what if I didn't do this? And then when I get into yoga, I'm just like, Oh, let all that shit go and then just have one moment one hour of just peace yeah and it's so nice and plus it's helping me with my scoliosis too so that's so that's really great you know doing all the core work and yeah. everything it's making my back hurt I have a lot scoliosis is when your skull has infractions <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah i figured out this year that my back looks like a question mark <laughs> and that was a really interesting time for for everybody for 12% for 12% it was a really interesting time in my life I always thought I was perfect but apparently I'm I'm just not where's 12% come from the nickname we we didn't cover that yet I don't think we have covered that I got a couple other things on this this so so the so the 12% was we were gonna do a group ride and we were it was it was while old, old grandpa Ginsburg was still in the in the group chat and it was the original group was in there. Nobody had quit yet. Nobody had had enough of our shit yet at that point. And it was during the rainy season, or which is basically all the time in Indiana. And we're trying to figure out if the group ride on a Friday is going to happen or not. And there was this... I looked at my map, and the map said that there was a 12% chance that it was going to rain. And I said, I can guarantee you 12%, but that's all I can give you. And I think it was either in response to Shermeyer or to Ginsburg. I cannot remember for the life of me who it was in response to. But I, so I remember saying, I said, I can give you 12%, but that's all I can give you. Well, guess what, y'all? <laughs> it was a monsoon at the end of that ride. I mean, it was great leading up to it. It was nice and cooled down, a little windy. I was like, yes, he's nice. Not nice. Not nice at all. It dumped on us coming down at the last part of the city loop. I mean, so 12% of the ride it was rained on. So 12% of the ride it was rained on. And, the, yeah. and, then, and then it didn't really stick. We didn't think, I didn't think anything of it. I thought, you know, that that's, you know. But then Doug used it. And then, and then, that's, when, and then that's when Ginsburg and Shermer both like, Coach used it. It's ironed in. It's set. It's that's who. That's that's who you are now. It's now it's your your handle on the social medias and the uh, comp trainer. And why not? So right. if it wasn't twelve percent, I think it would be invisible curve. <laughs> it had to be curve or <laughs> curve with the K or something. <laughs> or something. or flying water bottles. Flying water bottles. Or you know what? It was my first year. Everybody can just back <laughs> off. All right. Yeah. I, I made a lot of poor decisions at two hundred and two heartbeats a minute. Which I think is a little understandable, okay? There's not a lot going through your head besides survive, 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 survive at that point. Next time it'll be throw the water bottle far enough. It doesn't bounce back. Well, at that point, it was when I was going to get rid of it. So, you know, you have this one-track mind when you're racing. There is no expansion of thought. There is, I was going to throw my water bottle right here. And that was 
and that was it. That was the only spot. Well, it happened to be right where my mom was watching. Okay, so it was either chuck it and let it hit my mom. <laughs> no. Or chuck it and um, hopefully we take out ten people. And we took out nobody. And uh, I <laughs> may or may not regret that, you know. I think that I think that the holy hand grenade could have actually played into our advantage right there. But it might have, might have pissed some people off. But racing's yeah, racing. A lot, of, a lot of people have uh, made some mistakes that's made me angry and racist too. So here we are none the, nonetheless. So the word to our listeners, watch out for flying water bottles. Water bottles, uh, if you see a curb, point it out to me. Um, <laughs> I greatly appreciate it. I really need all the help I can get. Okay, so rewinding back to uh, yoga and what I was getting at the beginning there. You mentioned your lucid meditation. Yes. And your your, your yeah. deep mindset. How do you get there? What do you see? What do you think? I know those can be kind of personal spaces. And they, are, times, they are. They are. Um what what it really is is having total control over your mind um it's tough i will say it's tough so a lot of people can't can't go from awake to lucid to asleep they can only go awake to asleep okay they don't get this state of where you can control your brain but you're not really you're there but you're not really, so I can still hear everything that's going on. And it, and I have to have, I mean, we got to have silence. Mm. There has to be a certain wave of music going on to resonate inside my brain to make sure that that happens. And uh, it's tough. Like, I'm still working on it. I mean, it's wild stuff, man. Like, you can, you can go deep, deep, deep into your brain at that point and access some shit about yourself that you didn't even know about yourself at all i mean and that's you know it's like it's like you know for some people that have done it and have mastered it they're like when you first get it the very first time and you're able to do it for a prolonged amount of time they're like it's unlike any acid or mushrooms or ayahuasca or anything like that they're like you did this naturally to yourself yeah and that's you know that's insane to be able to almost dream while you're awake. I've been there a couple times. Yeah, and it it's tough. But see, it's it's tough. It is, and it's tough to stay there. Yeah. Right. Because the the next step is is full dump of all the of all the melatonin or the serotonin in your brain. You just crash and you yeah. you go to sleep. And you're right? snoring like Shermeyer. You're snoring, you're snoring like Shermeyer in the middle in the middle of yoga. That's exactly right. And that's what happens is 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 a lot of people don't know how to get there, or they don't want to. They don't want to take the energy to get there, mm-hmm. right? They're just like, I'm chilling, yo. And if I happen to pass out, I'm passing right. out. And right. that's fine, you know, do what you do. It's Shavasana, you know, do yeah. what you do. But, you know, that's how I really try to focus on that. Utilize all parts of your brain. Your your advice to me, and this was when, this was the day when I knew that you were deeper than this, the first few peels of the onion right. was after it was the first or second class Acacia taught. You were mm-hmm. in the Norman Tank and you were talking about. And I was like, my fucking brain won't shut off. I'm getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I can't get back there. Mm-hmm. And you were like, just focus on not focusing. Yeah, and that's you know that's the biggest thing, right? Is is what I this is what would resonate with a lot of people. This is what I told you. This I remember the exact sentence I told you. I said, when you try to focus on doing nothing in your brain. And you can't do that. What is the first thing that happens? You get shitty. You get pissed off. And it's all gone. Everything that you just accomplished, if you even worked 
one step forward, you just took a hundred steps back in trying to master that. And and you have to be able you have to be able to focus on one thing. And if that one thing happens to be just nothing, you know, or focusing on just the music or like what she says when focusing on your breath or something like that. It's finding something to just focus on. Even if it happens to just be a happy thought or a person that makes you happy, something like that, you know, you know, if it's boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, whatever nowadays it's twenty nineteen, do what you do. It could be a slice of fucking bread for all I know, whatever gets you going in the morning, whatever. Focus on that. It's that whole take you to your happy place kind of thing from mm. from happy given it's real. It couldn't <laughs> be more real. Yeah. And if you're able to do that when you're in a race, or if you're able to do that when you're when you're training and stuff like that, and you're able to let go of all those external thoughts of, you know, hitting this threshold, hitting that threshold, you know, doing this, hitting that power, all of a sudden, you're doing exactly what you needed to do all along. Right. And that's and that's all that's really important. I had that had that exact moment at IT. ITU age group nationals mm-hmm. up in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. They switched our triathlon to a duathlon because yeah, I remember that shitty, water. shitty water, that Cleveland water, baby. Yeah, that's decent. decent. <laughs> so the the last part of the run, I'm not a runner, you know that. Right. I'm big. I hate running. I'll do it. Uh, so the last, the second runs coming. Yeah, have to. Yeah, it's about half mile before the finish line. It's a massive. Mm-hmm. And I'm just hauling ass. It's hot. I just want to go home. I'm mad I didn't get to swim. And coming down this hill, I'm out of whack. My form's shit. Mm-hmm. I'm going crazy. And then I honed in on my breath mm-hmm. and just brought everything mm-hmm. right back in. Just thought about yoga, thought about yeah. and focusing. And then my form was back. I right. didn't feel like I was dying. Right. And I was able to sprint it out. And, it, it, and, the, you know, and that's my biggest thing was when I started training you know, last year was at that moment, when you get lapped four times in a race or at that moment, like what Warden was saying, you know, when you did the first podcast, when you flat out and you're on the side of the road for God knows how long in eternity, are you able to move past that? Because a lot of people just get stuck in that moment, mm-hmm. right? They, if, uh, 90% of people, if they went out and did a race and they got lapped four times, 90% of 100 is going to say, I'm shit at this, I quit. Yeah. And they're not going to go any deeper into it. They're just going to do group rides or whatever. And they don't try to find out where exactly they can go or what their full potential is. you Because know? not everybody is meant for crit racing. So maybe you weren't a crit racer. Maybe you're in great shape and you didn't do well to crit. Maybe you're not a crit racer. Maybe you have slow twitch. All right, so maybe you're a better triathlete than you are something else where you can slowly diesel your way up to 350, 400 watts, but hold that for a hundred fucking miles like a psychopath. And, but, but, which is impressive all in itself, you know, for somebody who can manage to win a 60 minute pro crit is to me almost as impressive as somebody who can ramp up to 400 watts and hold that for a hundred miles in an Ironman right. after swimming four miles and then knowing that they got to run a goddamn marathon after that. I mean, it, it's figuring out how deep you can go. Yeah. It's, it's, it's exploring that 
all in itself. That's that's a huge thing. What's the quote? Your body quits. Well, body quits before you can quit. No, your mind quits forty percent faster than your body. Quits. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that's a hundred percent, one hundred percent true. Is you know, and that was, and it's training that out, right? Yeah. And that's what separates that ten percent from the ninety percent. And then from that ten percent, you want to take an even smaller percentage of the people that take it to the next level after that, mm-hmm. right? So you know, of that ten percent, then people will start training a whole bunch. But then they still don't. They still listen to their mind when they when it says. Quit. Right. Fuck that. But it, what's the worst that's going to happen? You just fall over or something? Like, that's it. You get last it. place. You get and last no place cares. and nobody cares. Or you get first place and, like, 20 people care. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. like, I mean, but this, it's the truth, right. right? You either get first and 100 people in the crowd are like, woo! And then you get mid-pack and they're still like, wow, that's cool. You didn't get lapped. And then you get last place and they're like, Hey, cool, at least you did it. That beats all the other drunk fucks out in the crowd right now. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's where I see it. You know, it was, I always downplayed so much of what I did. So, you know, as cyclists, when you hang out with all of these people all the time, you have a tendency to compare yourself oh, yeah. to all of this, right? And, and social media does not help. Oh, Strava of it, does not, not help. Oh, Strava has just ruined me. Strava has ruined me. Oh my God, Strava has... It, it, Strava has ruined my life. If Strava could just go away... <laughs> Stop if, 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 if it could just log my miles and then fuck off after that, that'd be great. But then everybody gives me kudos and it's getting like getting a like on Facebook and it's this instant gratification thing and then all of a sudden short dopamine dump right yeah and it's and it and it's insane how true that is Mm -hmm. though and you can't compare yourself to to all these other people because like you you can ramp up to 400 plus watts and hold it like a psychopath for x amount of time for a huge amount of time i can't do that but what can I do that you can't? I can ramp it up to fourteen hundred watts and then come back down. Then ramp it up to you know keep ramping it up and come back right. down, ramping it up and come back down, and be able to survive. But what Strava and social media and all the comparisons aren't showing you? I've been doing this for nine fucking years, right? Yeah, and been right. working okay. towards working those all watts of that. And yeah, I have a massive it's a base. Huge, yeah, you've it's a, a huge base. Yeah. yeah, you've got a year. So it'd be nice if there was a little. Yeah, Strava been doing this for yeah, X yeah, amount of like, years. It, yeah, it's like you really got to throw that in the bio, right? It's like this dude logged ten thousand miles last year. You know, you look right. at Thomas Rafard. Thomas Rafard logged ten thousand miles last year. He also one has had his only job was to ride bikes. Mm-hmm. Two, he would go out and ride like two centuries a week, <laughs> like a fucking psychopath. <laughs> And then, and, but, and, and go out and do it and set KOMs and set yeah. records and stuff while he's doing it. And, but he's been doing it his whole life. Right. You know, he was farmed into it by his dad. My least favorite thing at the loft is when someone comes up to me and is like, oh, I just I put me in the back because I don't want people to see my numbers or I feel so bad because my numbers aren't up and it's the same. The comparison right. is the you can't, thief of happiness. Right. You've got to build into it. And that's, I, I have a, I have a really, you know, tough time, um, 
you know, I, I really try to stress with like um, with female writers and male writers. You know, there'll, there'll be some female writers that get they're like, oh, I'll be in. I don't like how I get dropped off of all these rides. I don't like this, that, and the other. Like, it's 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 scientifically not the same, mm-hmm. you know. And this is nothing sexist. This is nothing anything like that. It's just scientifically not the same, you know. When you try to compare yourself to, you know, somebody like Justin Kirk, and you're a female that just got into it, and you're getting mad that you're getting dropped off the ride that Justin Kirk is pulling at thirty five fucking miles an hour. Yeah. Hashtag me too, bud. I'm getting dropped off that shit too. Right. And it and it sucks, yeah, but it gives you something to train for. Like, there's not a lot of people, period, that can hold on to somebody's wheel who's doing stuff like right. that. And that's, you know, that's the biggest thing. Is And it's an even smaller number of women to get, that can, you know, push out something like that. Right. Which is yeah. why I like watching and seeing how all the women progress at the loft, because it's incredible. Yeah. You know, it, it might be, you know, it might be men here, female here, but but this is still incredibly impressive, right. the numbers that they're putting out and how they're doing it. Yeah. You know, people like Ariel, I mean, she's, wow, like, insane. Yeah. And she still does it and still goes to school full time, still right. does all that. Like, I, right. I would be... I wouldn't know what to do with my life. I'm excited to see what she comes out this year. Yeah. And then last year, I had a lot of fun because I took a step back from racing a little bit after mm-hmm. I got a little burned out. Yeah. I had more fun watching the women race. Yeah. And seeing where they were, jockeying right. for position, yeah. than, than watching the guys. And, right. The dudes is just such a testosterone fest, yeah. right? And then they... Swinging contest. Just, yeah. And that's what it is. It's just like, oh, let's see who, whose dick can knock over this guy off his bike the <laughs> soonest. It's like... That's why I, I enjoy watching. There's, there's, I, I see more, more, you know, just pure racing with women than I do with, right. with men. Men, it's you gotta tactical. You know, this is, has to be tactical. That has to be tactical. You gotta be right here. You gotta do this just to give yourself one one hundredth of an inch at the end of it all. A, a goddamn quarter of a tire, right? Just to, you gotta do a hundred things right uh-huh. at two hundred different times throughout the race. Just to get a tire, half a tire length or a quarter of a tire length at the yeah. very end, and then twenty people care for right, and then two that's days. exactly right. Twenty <laughs> people care for for two days. Uh, I'm really excited for our men's team. Yeah, this me too. Year. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I'm, I love it, man. I watched um, what's that Australian team, the pro team, uh, the young guys. They had a, they had two documentaries on Amazon. Cycling, yeah. Boy, I don't know. That's a that's a Justin Floyd question. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the team, but they were talking about. So Australia made their team recently. This is Mm -hmm. only within the last decade. Oh, you're talking about like the University of South Australia? No, Uh it's a pro team. Oh, because they're really Uh, good too. I can't think of it for some reason. Anyways, they they were interviewing. I specifically remember the guy that came in to custom tailor their suits for the interviews Mm -hmm. for the the Tour de France, Mm -hmm. and he was like. I fit, and he named off one of the big major pro guys, and he was like, this guy made me wait for 12 hours. He wasn't fun to talk to. He was just a dick the whole time. Right. And that's how a lot of these guys are. Then they start talking about the Australian team, and he's like, they're brothers, they're joking, they're having fun. They go Australians. out, they smash their miles, they do their workouts, and then they're having fun, right. drinking beers. Yeah, you know, it's, they're Australians, man. They're the most laid-back people on the yeah. planet. But that's how I feel... Phoenix team is sure. and, and this group of guys where I think there's something super special between 
the relationships and, and Father Ginsburg, who's out there barking at all of us. Our father, <laughs> our who father, art thou, Josh Ginsburg. Ginsburg, hallowed be thy name. <laughs> but it's, it's a, you know, I'm not, I'm not super deep into cycling, uh, especially not compared to you guys, and I haven't seen other teams, but right. I, just, I, I know that feeling. I, I can see it when we go to races, when we're at yeah. crits. And you see those other teams that are one or two jerseys sitting under their tent, and then everyone's yeah. off with their cars doing their own things with their wives. Well, we're all just fucking right there. Yeah. Having a good time, That's sharing right. bananas, making eye contact. That's right. Doing, the, <laughs> doing all sorts of <laughs> doing fun, the, weird, ratchet shit. And having fun. And but it's, have, that's what it's all about. Yeah. You don't, so you don't, awesome. At the moment you stop having fun, as I, I watched something on this, and the, the pros are, are you know, there's a very few of them that have not lost sight of why they do it. Mm-hmm. Very few. But then, because the moment you stop having fun and it becomes a job, it you've lost all. You've lost. You've lost everything that you ever did it for in the beginning, uh-huh. <clears throat> right? And it was to just go out, ride bikes with your bros, and have fun, or with you with your friends and have yeah. fun. You know, and that's that's what it was. Push your limits. See who could swing their dick the longest and hardest. And that's but that's what it was, yeah. right? And 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 now. It, you just you get to a certain point and you you lose that right and that's it's toxic and that's right there's where burnout that's that's starts. toxic that's but it's toxic for athletes yeah absolutely yeah. toxic pro amateur anything yeah. don't if I if I could give anybody who's listening advice don't lose sight while you're yeah. doing it yes I am in the loft six days a week yes it looks like I am losing my mind in there but I am still having the time of my life. And I can guarantee at the end of your day when you're headed to the loft, you're thinking, I get to go to the loft. I get right. to go train. Yeah. You're not thinking, oh, I got to go work no. out. Oh, I no. got to go do this. It is, it, I, I do it with a, with a smile or sometimes a frown, but I'm there. Yeah. I put in the work. I'm having a blast. Is it, is it more fun to be outside than it is inside? Duh. I but, disagree. <laughs> right. You would. But, but, but you know, and that's and that's the that's the biggest thing is yeah. just don't don't lose sight. What are your goals for this year? Oh man, a lot to uh, lot to unpack there. Get to cap three. I want to get to cap three soon. Um, so you can that, be a meme. So I can be. So I can follow my meme dreams. Um, I gotta send him that meme I made of you about the saddle. <laughs> he would put it on there. Yes. He totally would. I. Or maybe not. Who knows? I don't know what he would do. Yeah. Give it to Abel, and Abel can send it to him since they're <laughs> friends. Um, do that. Three triathlons. Do three. sprints. I'm going to do three sprint triathlons. Um, just to see what it's all about. Yeah. You know, and, and that was, you know, it was, it was the same concept I had in my brain when I did cycle cross. It was, let's just try it out, do a short one, see, see what it's all about, see if it's for me. If it's on a bike, or if part of it is on a bike, I'm all about it. Yeah. If part of it is swimming, I'm all about it. It's that running shit, man. It's, it's hard, man. For the birds, dude. When, yeah. when you got somebody like Mallory who runs a marathon, then the next day, one of the healthiest people I know, and then the next day she's like, I can't move. <laughs> that, well, I'm immediately turned off that. to I'm immediately, and I understand 3.1 is not the same as, uh, as a marathon, but I want to run a marathon too. And now it's just, and now it's just like, do I though? Do I really want to do that? But yeah, I mean, I really do. Yeah. I, 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 at the end of the day, it's just seeing how far I can push all this shit. 
It's a beautiful mindset, man. It is. I just if I if I were to just die and not do anything on a couch the way I was, just continuously gaining weight, drinking, smoking, doing all that. I would have hated myself. So much regret, dude. But now now we're just gonna send it until you just till I just can't anymore. Yeah. And that's and that's gonna be what it's gonna be right there is until I physically cannot do it anymore I'm going to do it it's a that. great it's a great mindset you know you still got 70 year old guys out there cycling it's low impact it's my dad yeah I mean there's my my dad will go out there and do it he's he's I, I can't remember you know he's out there he's getting yeah. up there though so it's you know it's it's one of those things man it's it's low impact it's fun yeah and there's all different levels Keep saying it's better than smoking cigarettes. Oh, anything is better than smoking cigarettes, believe me. It's well, like the worst smell on the planet now. Yeah. Well, shit, man, I think that's a good uh, ending point there. We've done more than half an hour, I think. Wow. Um, Knowing me, I got all the time in the world to talk, right? <laughs> got nobody else to talk to besides my dog, so, and that's, and then you guys for an hour, but that's broken up by blood, sweat, blood, sweat, blood, sweat, blood, sweat, tears, and dubstep, so. so. Where do people find you? On the uh, Instagrams, on the Twitters? On the, on the Instagrams, at who is the real 12%, no dashes, no underscores, I don't do that lame ass shit. Um, find me on Facebook. I am going to try to start, uh, I want to try to start a vlog yeah. this year to just kind of show it was interesting because I hear, you know, a lot of, um, people on the radio and stuff on BPM, a lot of DJs, they wanted to, I was just listening to one actually who was doing an interview and he, he said he started the vlog because he wanted to show the other 95% of what it takes to get there. And that's kind of what I want to show people is that other 88%. Right. The other, you know, what the, the, the 12% that you see, <laughs> the 12% that you see that you can physically see with your eyes is nothing. You know, there is a very powerful picture that I saw one time and it was the top step. It was the podium, right? And it was mm-hmm. first, second and third. But on the back of it, there were just a bunch of words, just like dedication, loneliness, you know, you know, separation. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it just resonated, right? I was like, that's it. We're going to make that the cover photo of this. this yeah. And that's, but that's the truth right yeah. there is, there is, there's the tip of the iceberg and then there's what took down the Titanic, right? And that's everything else shit that you can't see. see. And I want to show people that the traveling, the fun, the everything. So you're going to call your vlog the 88%? I don't know, man. I got to, I'm going to, I'm going to. You just gotta try to. Uh, it might be, it might be the the other eighty eight percent or something. And for those who get it, get it. And for those who don't, fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> who needs them, dude? Decent. Decent. All right. Well, thanks for coming. No doubt, we'll man. Get this loaded up tonight. Let's do it. Rock and roll. And that does it, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for chiming in. This episode was brought to you by nobody. Uh, just me and my phone and my co-host today, Nathan Wyrick. If you're interested in being a sponsor of the show and uh, providing some funds to upgrade our recording equipment, please reach out. It's uh, Josh Turtle DeYoung on Facebook or TryLocoIndianapolis at gmail.com, all one word. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to next time. Uh, as, as always, if you're interested in being on the show, feel free to reach out. Have a great day.